On today's episode, we'll find out what kind of gear Franklin and I use. We'll talk about our musical preferences, things that we like to listen to. And then we'll talk about our favorite pawn shop finds, thrift store Mm -hmm. finds, just the cool things we found in the garbage. you're back uh, with us um, listening to episode two or watching um, if you're on YouTube um, right or now the other video things or, uh, whatever they are <laughs> uh, right now we are going to be talking about our the gear that we use uh, on a daily basis or on a weekly basis um, so what about you got what you got Matt what, what gear do you use in I like guitars you like guitars guitars are my favorite instrument uh, no, more serious note. Um, I am not always the most, uh, what, praise and worship appropriate mm-hmm. guitarist. Uh, I feel like you should use uh, what you want instead of a, you know, a Telly or a Gretsch every Sunday. Though those are great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I've got way too many guitars. Uh, so I'll just kind of run down a list of some things that I use on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, at church, again, we don't have ISO cabs. And so I'm using the um, cab filter on the Big Sky. Uh, Strymon, sorry uh, for all you haters. Uh, I'm a Strymon guy. Um, so I use that to run directly into the board. And really the cab filter on the Big Sky is, is pretty, pretty pretty legit. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. It sounds nice. Um, but I, I do run, you know, when we play out other places, when we actually mic amps. Uh, mm-hmm. I do have a Dr. Z, a Maz 38, which is way more amp than I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, a Dr. Z is just clean, and it's yeah. it's got so much initial bite um that punch oh yeah yeah fantastic amp um but pedal board wise um you know strymon pedals uh boutique overdrives uh the bloomery volume pedal mm-hmm. the the active oh yeah bloomery great volume pedal but i they're kind of falling to the wayside i'm, I'm seeing a lot more people yeah, using not- the the Laley pedal, yeah, and then those of you that are using the the string demon, as, as I string call it. Demon? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. oh yeah. Uh, I don't. There's some that last for like ten years with no breaks, and then some that last for twenty minutes. Uh, twenty minutes. <laughs> Have you replaced one of those ever before? No, I, I hope I would never replace one of those. Dude, I, I did for a guitar student of mine. I rigged two paper clips <laughs> together to hold it and be able to pull. Another story for another time. Oh. Uh, um, oh. But I, uh, guitar-wise, I'm a Paul Reed Smith mm-hmm. player a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sunday mornings, you'll find me playing a, a Duesenberg, a star player, TV, um, or a Les Paul, which is some of the less praise and worship appropriate. Mm-hmm. The dude for, in Carrie Job's band at that time, we went and saw them play a Les Paul. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But, uh, <laughs> man, I love a good Les Paul. You know, mm-hmm. when they're right, they're right. And yeah. it's, it's real good. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the gear I, I'll use on a regular basis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, boutique pedals, um, you know, fairly appropriate guitars and, mm-hmm. and a, a cab filter to run direct oh. in. Um, Franklin, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know enough about keyboards to know what you use on a regular basis. He plays keys. It's great. Uh, actually, the way I use it is is actually uh, at, at church. I use a, a Roland um, NX three hundred or three hundred NX, something like that. Um, but it's a relatively in inexpensive. It was roughly around 
twelve to thirteen hundred. So it's not one of those rolling eight hundred series or rolling seven hundred, which costs eighteen hundred to two thousand, you know, plus. Um, but for the price, oh, the price point, the sounds you can get out of it. I play it every every single Sunday. I mean, mm-hmm. We've had that thing for ever since I got to the church. Um, you know, we needed something that had some built-in pads in case you know I wasn't able to play with you guys or something. Um, but it was there, um, and so, but I use that on a daily, uh, on a regularly basis, every week at church. Um, and then for my personal stuff, I, I mostly can use whatever really because I mostly use main stage so I can hook up as long as I have they have mini hookups I could hook up any keyboard so right now I've got a, a, a cheap cheaper Yamaha it's a weighted keys uh, it's a Yamaha it's 88 key I don't remember. They change their they change their number scheme so many times. They they do literally it's the same keyboard, but they just change the number scheme. I don't, I don't get why, but I guess this is a marketing marketing scheme. They got to change something for every year. But um, t- but it's the it's a Yamaha. It's a more student model. But I, I just got it hooked up to my to you know to my Mac, uh, my Mac Mini or my MacBook, and I just. Go straight through main stage. Um, shout out to Abel Mendoza who uh, created Worship, uh, the Worship Centrals. Oh yeah, that is uh, some good stuff right there. That's what I use on a on whenever I help with the youth. Whenever I go out, that's all I use. Worship Centrals. Um, and the sounds are there. I got a nano control, um, and so I just take the nano control and my MIDI cable. And as long as there's a keyboard at any church, plug it up, boom, boom, computer, and the sound goes straight through, and I'm good. I'm set to go. So as long as I have a MIDI controller, if they don't have a MIDI or a keyboard there that has MIDI, then I just take my, like, 49 um, uh, keys, a MIDI controller that I have, and it could be any, really. I, I don't even... I'm not picky about weight uh, unless it's going to be an 88 key keyboard. Then you know, but other than that, I'm not too picky. So it's, it's running gun. I love it. It's it's super super simple setup. Um, but main stage is the best bang for your buck. If you've got thirty dollars to spend, spend it on main stage. If you're a keyboard player, it is it is top of the top notch, top of the line. Kind of some some interesting notes about that. When we go out and play, sometimes we will run um, his computer directly into an amp. Uh, we use a bass amp sometimes, or you know, depending on the the setup. If we if we've got our PA, we use the Bose PA systems. We've got an L1. We've got a couple of L2s that our our bandmates kind of um, mm-hmm. we all own co- collectively, and and uh, just run the keyboard directly into it, and it's. Main stage doesn't skip a beat. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other cool thing that that we do that a lot of a lot of folks don't necessarily do is the the actual pads that you hear underneath all worship music. A lot of people mm-hmm. use an Ableton, um, using programs to to just set those pads behind. Mm-hmm. Franklin plays the pads underneath everything yeah. he does. And, and with that, with the nano controller, he's running the volume of those up and down. So mm-hmm. we do everything. Again, no click track, no in ears, very live performance mm-hmm. um, kind of kind of playing, um, and it works and, and it works very well. Works very uh, well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, 
kind of from that, uh, we also want to talk about on today's episode uh, musical preferences, just to kind of get to know mm-hmm. us a little more and kind of know what our background in music is. So, mm-hmm. um, Franklin, what what's your? I actually don't know other than worship music. Yeah, <laughs> we we're finding out about each other while we're here. It is <laughs> well, fantastic. <laughs> uh, what what do you normally listen to? You know, um, on a normal normal day day to day basis, I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up listening to rock or um, or hip hop or rap, um, you know. And so I listened to the, the, I guess, the pop of the '80s. The, I guess, Brian Adams. My dad, whatever my dad listened to, I really, I guess, that was kind of what I listened to. But I didn't really even listen to it. Um, and so it was as I grew older. I found my taste. So I've I finally started expanding my stuff, uh, my musical taste into like Switchfoot. So I guess that would be more of like the harder. I mean, I love me some Switchfoot. So Switchfoot, um, and I learned a lot of Switchfoot uh, songs um, when I was younger. And then uh, Chris Tomlin, and then slowly, little by little, I just started transitioning more into the. All I really listened to was worship, and to, and to this day, I I mostly listen to worship. Uh, you know, Elevation, Bethel, um, uh, Chris Tomlin, of course, uh, all the Passion CDs that come Jesus out. Culture. Jesus Culture. Jesus Culture. A lot of their stuff. Um, yeah, just, just the big, you know, bands that release those, um, their albums. Hillsong, uh, I, I listen to them. You know, just listening to those tones, the the keyboard tones that they have, uh, that they, they continually create and make new it's like oh dude i love that piano part oh uh, that guitar tone oh i love that that lead line i love it i mean so to this day i, I listen occasionally to the radio but i'm not a big fan uh it just it's, it's repetitive they, they to me radio nowadays just it's just repetitive the the pop music the hip-hop i'm just I, I try to go back and listen to them sometimes and i'm just same thing over and over again. So I just, I can't do it. So I'm, I usually am listening, hook up my phone, Bluetooth it or to an aux cable and just go back and forth between uh, Elevation, Bethel, Jesus Culture. So that's kind of really where I, my musical taste kind of have has grown. And yeah, so sorry for all you guys who love, um, you know, some Prince and Michael Jackson and so I know I mean and like the Eagles and I mean see I'm just I didn't grow up with that that's not who that's not that's not something that I grew up <laughs> listening to and I, I'm sorry but here I am now and I really all I really listen to is worship so <laughs> on my end of the spectrum it, it's a, a little bit wilder ride um, I've listened to all all kind of stuff over the years. I, I I had a lot of friends in high school that were big into the metal hmm. thing, so I, I've listened to um, you know a lot of metal bands. Been dragged to a lot of metal shows where I couldn't hear anything but a loud buzz and a <laughs> uh, large Nordic man screaming at me. But um, you know, so from there, in, in being a guitarist, I mean, you know, we all kind of gravitate towards the regular guitar stuff. You know, the Jimi Hendrix and and the you know. Um, Led Zeppelin. I almost forgot who Led Zeppelin was. Um, oh my gosh! But yeah, uh, classic rock has been a, of course, a, a big thing. I think everybody loves mm-hmm. classic rock to some to some degree, especially guitar players. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that graduated into uh, I really like some seventies 
funk and soul. Uh, Man, Earth, Wind, and Fire, anything Stevie Wonder ever did. Like, I'm a huge, huge fan. And then in college, you know, we talked about the first episode, uh, I I was introduced to jazz. mm -hmm. And uh, I just kind of fell in love with with jazz and and a lot of the the jazz artists. You know, Miles Davis, Wayne Shorter's a big one. I absolutely love it. Um, And I got into Aldi Miola. um, I actually have his... um, his model PRS, the, mm-hmm. the Prism. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've seen oh, him play yeah, it many times. Oh, yeah. Fantastic guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, so big Al Miola fan, especially his stuff with Return to Forever. Um, and then later on, uh, you know, with some of his other albums, Elegant Gypsy and all that stuff. So um, big jazz fan, big classic rock fan, big funk fan. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles might be my favorite <laughs> band. I'll just throw that out there. Um, mm. it, to me, it doesn't get better than than what those guys did except for worship stuff so once i got into the worship scene i loved the the guitar tone mm-hmm. all the the delay and reverb how it sounded it was otherworldly it was it was uh, mm-hmm. um you know just some of the tones just soared over the top of the music and it you know you kind of go on a journey with it um and once i got into that i started listening more to to you know hillsong and 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 mm-hmm. Hendroff and um chris tomlin band and daniel carson i love oh, daniel yeah. carson's playing mm-hmm. he does some, some very stylistic things that mm-hmm. i just i'm a huge fan of so yeah once i got into worship music um you know i listen to the same things that, that everybody else did so mm-hmm. uh in if you get in my car with my aux cord you <laughs> might hear take it to the limit followed by uh you know, Chris Tomlin right afterwards, and, and you know we're we're gonna have a good time. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's kind of my um, overall regular guitarist stuff. I don't like Jimi Hendrix. I will say that I think mm. it's overrated. Yeah. I, now I'm in public saying I think Jimi Hendrix <laughs> is overrated. I, I wouldn't know again. <laughs> I, I mean, I, and like as as I grew up, you know, I started listening more to to those different ones, and I, I just I just it just never stuck, and that's the thing. Like I've I've heard Eagle songs, I've I've heard the you know some of the Beatles, I've I've listened to all these different artists, but I, I just I don't know. I just it never stuck, and, I, and like it's great. Their songs are great, but it's just not my taste. My something that I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> this 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 is so good. I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I mean, you know, it's just. One day, maybe maybe it will click. But right now, right now, I'm just not. We're both very different. We're both very strange when it comes to our music taste. Um, but you know that and I, that works. It's always worked. We've always mm-hmm. we've clicked very well yeah. over the years. And that's something we'll talk about on the show yeah. at some point too. Is is how to how to mm-hmm. work with other musicians, mm-hmm. uh, especially as a, a keyboardist and a guitarist, and not get in each other's way and work mm-hmm. together. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and and our. And like I can play it, I can play the stuff that that's <laughs> I can play the stuff, but it's just you got to give me time, and I got to like really think. And it's good stuff, but it's just not not something that I we never give him time. Uh, we, <laughs> we had to play, um, we had him playing Superstition the other night. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. everybody knows that song, and uh, uh, you know, it come time for the solo, and I was like, frankly, go. And he took off and played this this crazy organ solo. It was great. So don't let him fool you. He's He's good at it, um, mm. but yeah, kind of, kind of on that topic. You know, we're talking about um, the gear that we use and and the music mm-hmm. we like to play and all that. Um, we have some pretty interesting stories about some things that we found in um, 
pawn shops, thrift stores. Oh, yeah. Um, Lots of good stuff. Some of the things that we use on a regular basis mm-hmm. were we just happened upon them and got real lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you'll, you're will you about uh, to learn Franklin's catchphrase, which is, dang it. Uh, dang it, dang it, dang it. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you guys a, a story on Franklin why, of why I'm mad at him and will be eternally angry at Franklin. But that'll come in a minute. Oh, Pawn shop find. What's your best pawn shop find? Well, my best pawn shop find would be a uh, a diddle looper. Um, I got I, I went to a pawn shop, a local pawn shop around the area. They they put it in a case that was defective, and so I was like, okay. And I looked at the price, hmm, five dollars. Okay, bought it five bucks. Brought it home, plugged it up, just power, turned it on, switch. It's working. Okay, I'm gonna, this, oh, it's, it's got a red light. Okay, let's see. I'm going to oh, hook it up. Everything, hook it up. Boom, play. Yeah, it's working. It's looping. So it's great. It's five bucks. I mean, those things cost a hundred bucks brand new. So it's still working to this day. I'm like, oh man, this is, this is, that was probably the, the best feeling just to be able to find a pedal that costs a hundred bucks for five. I understand, you know, free pedals are, are the, even better, but <laughs> free pedals. Yeah, but <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. Or, but you know, that was probably that was probably my best um, find that I can think of at the moment. Um, we, we'll probably uh, talk a lot more about pawn shop finds, and we and we may actually even do some videos of mm-hmm. um, you know some stuff that we mm-hmm. happen upon. You never know. We're always checking them out. Yep. Um, I have a Fender. Vibro Champ, a 70s model. I'm not even sure exactly what year it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the power cable is taped together with electrical tape. It's yeah. very old. One of the the real small ones um, that we bought at a yard sale for mm-hmm. $5. You know, mm-hmm. um, it did not work, but I, I figured at least the Fender logo on the front of the thing was worth $5. Um, so we brought it home, and uh, I had a spare set of tubes I threw in it and another speaker we plugged into it and I used it this morning. Uh, <laughs> we, we went out and played um, at, at another another church, but mm-hmm. man, that thing. Oh, that thing rocks. Uh, it's so good. It's so small. It, it, it's, it's very, uh, it, it'll trick you really because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's tiny. You can crank it and really saturate the tubes mm-hmm. and, and for $5, man, that thing screams. It's yeah. unbelievable. No. Um, and and we'll uh, we'll do some recordings and stuff of it on the show mm-hmm. um, eventually, but but now for for the the moment okay. where I'm going to roll Franklin under the bus. Yeah, this this was a oh, this, this was inevitable. This was going to come th- out. This is coming out. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's fine. Just go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I'm at work one day. I'm well. I'm I wasn't enjoying myself, but I was at work. Um, and and Franklin. Sends me a text message. He says, "Hey man, check this out." Yep. He was at a Goodwill near mm-hmm. where we live. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Where we work, we live, we work relatively close to yeah. each other. And <laughs> and he sends me a photo and says, "Hey, look what they had at this Goodwill." And it's a Fender Rhodes keyboard, mm-hmm. the whole keyboard with yep. a sticker on top that says it works. Yeah. Now this was during the '80s era when it was it was what was it owned by CBS? It was called a CBS Rhodes, something something like that. It was the student model, but it was still it was still fin it was a Fender uh, Rhodes. The and, Rhodes, and and the funny thing is is that they they mis uh, they mislabeled it. They put it as an organ. They didn't know what it was. I was like I was looking. I was like, oh okay. And then 
I wanted to, I wanted to be sure that it worked, okay? I wanted to be sure that it worked before I bought it, because it was, it was going for a little bit, and we'll tell you the price in a minute, but I wanted to be sure that it worked before I bought it, and I, or actually wanted to be sure that, of what it was before I bought it, because I literally saw it, I was on my lunch break. So, I was like, oh, I texted Matt, I was like, you know pay for it, they will hold it for you, right? <laughs> I should have did that, I should have did that, but, but yeah, <laughs> continue, continue. How much do they want? for it, Franklin. <laughs> they wanted $75. Yeah. How much roughly is it worth, Franklin? I could have sold a non-working model for about $900. Okay. So, just <laughs> so we could get that out there so everybody knows. He sends me a picture of this and says, look what I didn't buy. I didn't say that. I, well, I, I guess I could pretty much put that in, but still, I didn't know. So I had not had my lunch break yet, and I, I grabbed my phone and went. So I, I you know, I, I, I go to my boss. I'm like, "Can I go on lunch like now, please?" So I ended up having to wait about 20 minutes or so. Got in the car, shot up there, and it was gone. Like there was uh -huh. no trace it had ever been there. Oh man, and. We wouldn't have yeah. sold it. We'd have kept it. We would have kept it. Uh, we would have used <laughs> we it. We would have used it. Uh, that was a that the one was a that got day. away. That was the one that got away. That was a hard day for me. <laughs> I didn't. I should. I should have just put down money, but I didn't. I didn't. I, I would have split it with you easily. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that that's why it, if if on the show you can tell that there is a little bit of um, <laughs> tension between. <laughs> me and Franklin, it's because I'm thinking about that particular instance and I will never, never forgive you. I'm sorry. We still have the photo. I still have the photo <laughs> of this price tag and everything. It was like, ah, oh, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Other than I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's, uh, that's a little bit about us. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the things we use, some of the things we found, and some of the things we like to uh listen to on a regular basis mm -hmm. so you guys press the like button press the subscribe button throw some comments let us know what you guys like to listen to um your favorite worship music mm -hmm. uh maybe something you found for real cheap that you bought we love stories uh mm -hmm. you know to love those kind of things that would be fantastic yep thank you thank you guys so much uh, you guys have a great day